Open up your ears and open up your mind They'll reach into your throat and pull out your spine And when the sun blows up and the earth is gone They'll still experience grind with Kyle and Sean And I think that's one of the most amazing parts about that movie Is when you're just sitting there and man, like you react Like I reacted genuinely in the exact same way that it then shot to her on the screen. And that had such an impact on me that I'm like, oh, holy fuck. They knew the exact response that was going to happen in the audience and just mirrored it on the screen. And it was just like that symmetry between myself and the movie just hit so hard. (laughs) It really does. It's effective at putting you in the film. It draws you in. You're enticed. You... Your pulse quickens. Uh, that's because the movie Midsummer, Sean, is very effective at those things. The movie that we were discussing when this yeah. talk. Yeah, sorry to toss in. you audience into that, but yeah, dude, they talk stuff. they talk about that and they're just like, you know who the narrator is of this movie? You are the unreliable narrator due to the amount of drugs that they are constantly on like what's real what's not are those faces that i'm seeing in the trees or am i just seeing shit movie's so good it is one of my again all time never want to see it again oh man it is i've only seen it i think i've seen it three times and that's two times too many my friend it's what you, you might you be a psycho. Well, you you <laughs> definitely have to prepare to watch it. Like it's not like, oh, I'm gonna throw on Midsummer and like clean the house. Like, no. <laughs> You're gonna fucking put on Midsummer and feel terrible for two and a half hours. And <laughs> come out of it okay like me or with PTSD like Sean. <laughs> <laughs> right? And it's so weird to have PTSD yeah. about a movie and like Looking back on it, love the movie so much. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm so glad that I watched that, but also, like, get it the hell away from me. That was also, that was, a. Uh, I think, I'm guessing here, was that Nerdy Thursday episode 38? 48? No, it was much later than that. Was it? I feel yeah. like the 48 was Nerdy there. Thursday started in 2016. Midsummer came yeah. out in 2019. Okay. We were pretty consistent for like a year and a half, two years. I just remember you, uh, the lovely Brian Betts, I believe, edited your face over. Uh, no, I did that. You did that one? That was yeah. really good. Yeah, that thanks, was. Uh, <laughs> I think you had that as your profile pic for a while, too. That was fantastic. Uh, yeah, I, also, I was I making like this face. Yes. Yeah. The, the shot line. Uh, yeah, I don't yeah, think yeah. Mitch didn't like it very much, right? Am I remembering I, that right? I, I, I don't think so. Yeah. I don't remember. Maybe he either that or he like actually really did like it. I don't know. I can't remember. I like I how I'm like, you know, it's either that or the complete opposite. I don't know. <laughs> I like how you were on the fucking show and can't remember. Dude, I just because all I can remember is like my reactions to it. I only know, yeah. I think, like three people's actual reactions to that this movie. I know that you really like it. I know the person that I had seen it with I, is still up in the air about that. And myself in that, I really liked it, but I never want to see it again. You know, I think Mitch actually did like it. Did he? I need to go. But I'll also go back was along the same vein Never as wants to see it again? Yeah. But enjoy. I, I also. Or wouldn't mind seeing it, but like wouldn't put it on. Won't seek it out. Yeah. Yeah. Did. <laughs> 
Am I, is the, is the lore correct in that, like, did you not go on a first date to see Midsummer? Um, it was a date. It wasn't was it the first, first date, date, though. I thought no, it was. Maybe it was, like, the first maybe, official date. Or maybe it was just early had, on. Yeah, because we had, like, hung out at the lake and then, like, went and grabbed dinner. And then it was like, hey, you let's go see a movie. And... <laughs> We yeah. went and saw Midsummer. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> like that was the cap to like a really great date day, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I went and like watched horror porn. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I yeah. That was like softcore pornography at parts. I can give you some. I mean it. It. It's so wild. The fucking the blood eagle. That shit's brutal as shit. See, that doesn't bother me, like, at all. I thought it was cool. And the fact that he's still alive. Yeah, dude. It reminds me of that scene in Event Horizon. Literally, when I was talking about the Bloody Eagle scene in Event Horizon, I was thinking about Midsummer the entire time. That and Saw 3. There is also the part where, like, uh, at the very end where the dude's brother, like, willingly offers to sacrifice himself, too, and, like... The fire starts to burn him, and you see, like, the fucking pain on his face, and he's like, yeah. that one fucked me up, too, man. It's a, dude, it's heavy. Man, you're in, like, the complete opposite spectrum of the what what fucks you up about this movie, because I think you were talking about it pre-recording, that it's, yeah. the big thing is, like, the hose hooked up to the sister's mouth, and, like, and her, her dying in her, her face. Yeah. And, it, yeah, I'm, like, the things that bother me are much more... Like visual. visceral, yeah, they're yeah, much more visceral, visceral stuff. Yeah, uh huh, huh. It's wild around like different sides of that spectrum. And I, for the most part, like all ninety nine point nine percent of the time, even gratuitous violence, I'm all about violence. I love that shit in my movies and in my games. <clears throat> there are still some that will get me, like shit with the eyes. I'm out, dude. No, nope. mm. I think it's Dead Space Two has the famous eye extraction scene fuck dude watch that shit on youtube and nope Mm-mm. fuck yeah, how do you weird tangent how do you feel about the upcoming dead space game now are you talking about the dead space reboot or the game called callisto protocol made by the team that created dead space that left ea instead of a new studio you're talking about the reboot, not okay. Callisto Protocol. I hadn't even heard about that until a couple of days ago. I don't give a fuck about Dead Space. Uh, cool. I played the first one. It was okay, uh, and I lost more interest in them going forward. But I am very interested in Callisto Protocol. So okay. we'll see what happens there. But this reboot, I don't give a shit about. Right on. Somebody just recently, I think, had posted about that. And I was like, man, I haven't even thought about Dead Space since, I think. It, how many do they have? Is it just one and two or is there no, a third one there's a third one that was just like they didn't even do horror at all they tried to do the resident evil 4 thing but they didn't <laughs> get any of the soul. comedy <laughs> yeah i think it is too it's because it's fully co-op it's so it, so it's not scary at all which is just, it's not fu- it's just a monster shooter with a buddy which horror games should not be co-op i well i say that but then by god i did get fucking a little spooked out a couple times playing uh, Phantasmagoria or whatever with you and Brooks. Fuck that game. Phasmophobia. Like it, Phasmophobia. Even with like hanging out, it's effective. 
Dude, there was this guy that uh, I followed on Twitch because of Blood on the Clock Tower. Uh-huh. And over the, like, the Halloween season, he was playing Phasmophobia. And I like hopped into the stream and I was just watching and whatnot. And uh, even just watching his stream, I was like, nope, nope, no, no, Getting no, out. no, nope, nope. I'm out. <laughs> Yo, you have fun with this game, but I'm fucking out. <clears throat> Kenny Powers, I'm fucking out. I'm fucking out. You're fucking in. Yep. Goodness gracious. story. There's Excuse a new me. season of that coming out. I know. Isn't that great? Yeah. I just think that'll be Keep awesome. them ripping into the mic. I'm yeah. sorry. I, I literally, I like, I got home from work. <laughs> I had to crush dinner, which was a Moe's burrito bowl. And, nice, uh, I think. Then I had two cups of coffee in preparation for recording. And it's just, that it hit a little bit right there. So okay. pardon me, listeners, but also deal with it and fuck you. <laughs> I just I need to just go like I I I flirted with it. I should just go full MJF, man. Okay. Oh, did you watch any of that? Not the fight. No. Uh, okay. so I saw some of the highlights and recaps. Uh <laughs> MJF's the greatest. <laughs> I do I really 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 like him. I, I saw Regal <laughs> pass the knuckles and uh so that was he Regal was with Moxley, right? And he betrayed yeah. him. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I saw yeah. the boob uh, face jiggle, the the, the motorboat. The motorboat? That was Dude. great. <laughs> I was watching that show with Sarah, and we both just stopped and laughed. And I was like, man, this is, I mean, it feels like we're in 1997, except for he asked for consent before full he did consent. it. Full so, consent. Yeah, full consent. Beautiful. Hey, can I motorboat those bad boys? And she said yes, and he went in. And I was like, so clearly we weren't in 2000 or, uh, 2019. This was not the attitude era. Whatever the fuck date I'm trying to say. Y'all know what I'm saying. I went like nine full minutes without swearing. Oh, did you? I, oh. I, th- I, I think so. I've been super cognizant of it lately. I Okay, I did probably the first actual bit of, edit, bit of editing, I think, last week. Mm-hmm. Because I started the episode with, I think, like 11 fucks in the first minute. Mm. No joke. I cut out like seven fucks. Because <laughs> I would, I just listened to the first minute trying to line us up, and I'm like, wow, that was aggressive. And I, I didn't even violent. mean it. It's just like part of my speaking. See, and that's what I... Dude, who cares? It is part of yeah. your speaking. It's part of the cadence of Sean. That's the way, same way I am. It's funny to me. Literally, everybody at work on my team busts my balls because I curse so fucking much. I don't even like a realize... Sailor. I do it most times, man. Same, like, brother. I'm just talking, and it's just part of my vocabulary. Part of it is because I have been cursing since a very, very young age. <laughs> it was it was one of my first acts of rebellion at around like eight or nine. And it was also one of those moments like my mom, like as a single mom, like you kind of got to pick battles. And she was like, I'm not going to pick this battle. He's a good kid. He wants to curse. Uh, it's not going to hurt anybody. And so, yeah. like, man, I remember telling my friends they could come hang out and spend the night at my house because my mom was cool and you could curse. <laughs> <laughs> the main selling point of coming to your house. Yeah, right. Nice. Was, it wasn't sweet drinks or, like, good snacks because we were poor as shit. But, man, you could curse. <laughs> <laughs> my selling point was the fact that I had a Nintendo until, like, I realized everybody else had like a Super Nintendo. You know, I I was in the same boat. I had a Sega Genesis and I fucking loved it until like I was hanging out with all my friends and they all had Super Nintendos. And I was like, 
oh, I think I need a Super Nintendo. <laughs> so then I got one for like my birthday or something, but it came with Link to the Past, and boy, that started Hell a whole yeah. new love session. Yeah, bro, buddy. Because I never played Man. that on the NES. I went through... Oh, you never played the OGs? I think I played uh, two a bit at my cousin's because it was a gold cartridge, and I was like, wow, this yeah. is cool, but I didn't know what the fuck I was doing, so... Do you know that the uh, the gold cartridge is less uh, worth less than the uh, gray cartridge? And like the NES Zeldas or all of them? Um, well, at least the first two, Zelda I'm, and Zelda Two. Yeah, I the, believe it. The gold is worth less because they, well, they were probably like the main pressing, and then like just later pressings got the grays when they yeah ran the grays out are just wanna... more rare. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Because they'd push them out towards the end of the cycle and they didn't want to spend the extra money making gold cases, just slap it in a gray, move it out. Yeah, good to know. I I would not have thought of that, but it makes full sense, man. Man, like 10 years ago, I was buying, I was trading in like NES games. (laughs) I I paid attention to that stuff so much. Really? (laughs) Yeah. Did I tell you that I I got my first Xbox One by trading, uh, just trading a Nintendo game for it? No. What yeah. Nintendo game? Uh, DuckTales 2. Wait, was it DuckTales? No, it was um, DuckTales 2. I got Chrono Trigger complete. I, I have complete Chrono Trigger except for the box, mint condition map, inserts, all of that. I traded uh, DuckTales 2 for. I, duck, I traded... Rescue Rangers 2 for an Xbox One. I didn't even know either of those existed, and the fact that its value was worth an Xbox One is pretty wild, but fucking 200, 200 plus is how much they were worth. That's that's fucking crazy, and I yeah. love that you traded uh, DuckTales 2 for, what'd you say? DuckTales 2 for Chrono Trigger, all yeah. of the inserts in mint condition, and the map in mint condition. My buddy is... Like, like, super into. I still have those. Chrono Trigger, especially, and I know that he has both. Like, he has just you know a copy, of course, and then he has the full game with the box, and then he he has one sealed too. Like, and he's not even like a huge collector, but he loves Chrono Trigger that much that he has all nice. of that. And that's awesome. I think he had two box ones, and he did the same as he had like another sealed one that is worth a shitload of money, and he. He traded it too for something crazy. I can't remember what, but I was once at this flea market down in Florida, and in the flea market, uh, you could go around. There would be different stands, and I went into one. And this is again back when I was um, back when I was uh, collecting, and I was like, "Oh my god, they have a Mega Man Seven!" But it's like it's kind of like the lab- label was ripped and whatnot. How much is this going for now? Oh, the loose price is $225 currently. For I think Rescue it was like, Rangers oh, or Mega Man? No, for Mega Man 7. Okay. And so I think at the time it was going for about 180 loose. And it has a ripped label, so I imagine that brings it down a little bit. But my grandmother haggled the dude down to like $110. Oh, right, nice, dude. Super Grandma's- hype about that. Great hagglers. Super hagglers, dude. Like, I would bring her probably around to just buy anything. Man, I am so hype. I didn't realize it went up in price. It was over 300 <laughs> bucks. Sean's ready to flip this it. year. Yeah, right? 
I am about to flip that. Let me flip <laughs> it. Uh, I'm trying to yeah. get this pulled up. Okay, there we go. I got that. Ah, what else is you been got happening? them topics, my dude? I do have. Remember uh, so, that meme I sent you last week where it's just like, can you talk about this for, can you do a presentation on this for 30 minutes? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what My mean? dude, I could talk about nothing for 30 minutes. <laughs> you won't even know. Yeah, I could easily talk about anything for any amount of time. Uh, <laughs> you just do a lot of that. Yeah. Uh, dude, while you pull that up, did you see that My Mountain by the time this episode I comes out. I love that one because you are so hype, I know. Dude, I'm so excited. Everybody, long-time listeners, your boy's about to start snowboarding again this weekend. It's so I'm hype. hype for you. It's actually, and a little bit sad because it actually has been too cold down here for me to golf lately. And that uh, is unjust. That means we're switching. And we're is, switching that's what dude. that means. It's, it's the seasonal switch. So, you know, you're going to get your joy out of it. I'm going to stay inside and crank down a whole lot. So we're both going to win. <laughs> it's, you know, actually, I'm a little depressed because this is kind of cut into my gloom haven time. Oh, I thought you were going to say you're cranking time. <laughs> <laughs> Gloomhaven? What is Gloomhaven? Dude, Gloomhaven is this tabletop game. Oh, it's that game. game. Yeah. Yeah, dude. It's so fucking good, man. It's so good. We uh, we spent like seven minutes set, setting up this scenario the other day. Yeah. And we sat down. This was before wrestling. We started playing it probably a- around seven. And we're like, okay, well, well, we can play for like an hour. And then it's wrestling time. Let's go through a quick scenario. It was 9.30 when we finished the scenario. Two and a half hours. And like, this was a boss battle. And Was it just dude, the two of you? or Yeah, just the two of us are running through uh, Jaws of the Lion, which is kind of a smaller version of gloomhaven we have the actual gloomhaven which um i'm super hype about it's man it runs a pretty penny so i'm glad we were able to get it for a good price did your grandma Uh, haggle it she did (laughs) dude women are just good at haggling in general well she's gonna make a great grandmother they have empathy so they know how to like read people yeah uh but we're saving that if we can get like Mitch to commit to a day, that would be sweet. Um, or, you know, if we could get two more people to commit to playing, even if it's just like every other week, it'd be pretty dope. Why don't you ask that guy behind you? Ha ha ha, Santa. <laughs> Dude, I'm not going to lie. My butthole clenched a little bit when you said that. <laughs> I like, it's always for people that don't know or somehow haven't seen our. Twitch streams, which, by the way, we just did last weekend for charity. Hell yeah, dude. And it went very well, by the way, for a fully digital event this year. Did way better than I thought. But I was uh, super hype about that, and I like how it got everybody that was involved talking about doing their own Twitch streams again. Yeah. I've wanted to. I've downloaded Quest 64. I just haven't started it up yet. So I think I'm going to... Uh, be streaming Gloomhaven because I have the digital version of oh. it too. Well, that's cool. So wait, <laughs> yeah, could we all play it then? Yeah. Well, fuck. Let's get one together, dude. If if you so wanted what? to play Gloomhaven, it's a you scenario could get it. game. Like what? It's like a dungeon crawler. So you will okay. think of like uh, Dungeons and Dragons, sure. except for you are all on a team and like everything self. Um, running. So you have certain scenarios 
that you're going to go through, and at the end you get X amount of experience, blah, 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 blah. Okay. Uh, but every character has certain um, base stats, and then every time, you know, you always draw for initiative um, based on the cards that you pick. You pick two cards from your hand, and they'll each have an initiative, and you your initiative is based on that. So once initiative is determined and it's their turn, they will flip over a card that will give them different modifiers, what they're going to do that turn. They move X amount, and you determine their focus. Who are they closest to? What's the least amount of moves that they can do to get to you? So it's a completely automated Dungeons & Dragons. I see. So it seems yeah. like it's... Even more user-friendly than, like, uh, Pathfinder and stuff. Oh, absolutely. Pathfinder, you need a, a Dungeon Master. You don't need a Dungeon yeah, Master in this. Okay. I'm, yeah. In the words of Alucard, I'm interested in this. Huh. Nice. But you were uh, saying, if you somehow haven't seen our Twitch streams... Oh, yeah. Number one, watch our Twitch streams. And number two, yeah. uh, Sean famously always has uh, a Santa Claus and a sombrero behind his shoulder... And I famously have the lovely Britney Spears always behind me. So it's sort of a unintentional gimmick that we both have. And that's how you can relate us. Because we're also the two coolest guys you'll ever know digitally. And uh, also go fuck yourself. I got to keep bringing that in. Now that we're talking about it, we're 20 minutes in. What is your Twitch stream? Uh, let's let's promote this. Let's get some followers. Yeah, it is for Twitch, people to go to the streams. Twitch.tv slash experience grind. If you're and mine. Yeah. Of course, always is. You can go find me at Nerdy Thursday. He only streams can... on Thursday. <laughs> you should stream <laughs> every Thursday though. I should. You really I should. should. You should also like uh look into like Streamlabs, man. You should you could start live streaming like your snowboard runs and shit. I think that would be fun. Uh, that would be super sick, but that just involves a whole bunch of equipment that I don't have, like the GoPros and stuff like that. So I don't have that stuff. I mean, not, um, like I, I do it all on my phone, and I have one of those, like, it's an octopus thing that I can also just hold as a mount. Oh, man. I'm Okay, so I'm not going to lie. I saw some people just skiing down with, like, a selfie stick. Yeah. And, like, holding it out and getting their runs and just last year, douchey. and I wanted to yeah. just kick them all in the dick. It's the hardest like, thing. every one of them. It makes me, like, it's the thing that puts me on pause from doing more golf streams and stuff because it's so, I I don't think I'm important. And it's hard for me to, like, sit out there and film myself doing stuff and not feel like a complete dipshit jackass. Mm, that's you a know, good point. It's hard, yeah. dude. I can't sit here and tell you to, like, no, you're all right, because I literally just bashed people for I know. doing that. And I, I mostly feel the same way, but also, like, you have to do it if you're going to do that. Yeah. And it's like, ah. Yeah. It's taking that yeah. jump, so. Fuck it. Maybe we should just embrace it. Maybe I, I should just do that. Know what I should do? Every time I do that, I hire someone that kicks me in the dick. So, like, I feel better about doing it because the person who's doing it is getting some sort of punishment you know what i'm saying yeah yeah hmm. it's it's a real anyways, dick kick situation anyways that stream was a lot of fun folks go to that experience grind uh page and go check out some of the recent broadcasts it is in the vod section you can catch my run uh that had a lot of cool stuff like vampire survivors you heard me talk about it for a month i had a perfect run in Sean that game it. it was incredible it. yep yeah i broke that game kyle has started playing it more ryan's playing it 
We played a lot of Jackbox. It was a lot of great fun. Beer Me a Movie had a great run on that, uh, great stream that day. Uh, ben, they, great Mega Man runs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Check it out. Check out the past broadcasts. And just, you know, a big, big, big thank you to everyone that helped out. Of course, it was all your favorite people that have come to the streams in past and uh, just everybody stepped up to, to help us out in this situation. Uh, big shout out to Michael. Uh, I'm Kunu. He, he started yeah. us off. Uh, then Crash we went to Bandy. me. He did the Crash Bandicoot speed run. That was awesome. He did a lot of great skips, man. Like, way more than I would have expected. And that's, like, the thing that I don't do in speed running. Um, I'm more about just, like, core gameplay. Like, you did, uh, you always do DuckTales. Duck and there's there's not really any glitching in that, right? Out of sight of one? Yeah, the, the main one. The yeah. main, the very first level, uh, moon level, which I struggle bust so hard to get that. Mm-hmm. I struggle bus so hard, but <laughs> hey, I also haven't played it since the previous stream. I think the previous stream, yeah, where you didn't struggle bus that time. So it's not an all time yeah. thing. You you just no. breezed it last time, but yeah, you 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 came in. You actually started off the second day. Uh, you kicked us off, and then we went to our good buddies, Beer Me a Movie, Dave and Brian. Big thanks to them, and then we uh, after them who oh we went to Ben Benny. Ben out, out in Phoenix, adjusted his time schedule to be on the same time. I uh, had to confirm that with him like three times. <laughs> You're like, remember, dude, it's a different time zone. I need you to start at four. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and then, of course, Ryan took us out. It was just a magnificent day, really. It was a lot of fun, and I was very happy to not be nowhere as close to as exhausted as every previous year has been. So I really hope that, you know, either... I, I don't know. I would love to do more stuff like that. Uh, obviously, nobody's obligated to. Or like doing some modified version of that. Um, maybe not every year, but I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say here. Other than like everybody who streamed honestly should stream more because they were a delight and it was honestly a blast to watch. They everybody. were. I really loved it. Uh, the other thing I did think, because I had had this thought, and I just hadn't expressed it yet, but I do want to keep the in-person event but i like the idea of doing this on top as a mid-year still fundraiser because i think you can fundraise for this all year if you want yeah so we i mean that's an idea too uh because i did enjoy it and to be honest with you it was fairly easy outside of eating that goddamn fucking fruitcake yeah that was dumb man that thing was gross as and it got worse and it did. I I threw up, man. It made me sick. It, you threw up. Fuck brother. yeah, dude. So the thing that sucked, and I didn't know it, and I have a. Pro, it had like all these tiny little candies inside of it. That yeah, dude, little that's hard the candies. Fruits. That's what they say, uh, and they were <laughs> red and green, and the green ones were mint, and it was like a gross mint. Combined and oh, like the second one I ate, I was just instant. Mm. Had to spew. Yak City. Had nice. to spew, bro. Uh, we yeah. are now 26 minutes in, and we still have not done our fan opening topic question, Sean. <laughs> so. Okay, so how do you how do you want to do this? Because we did get a couple. Do we you did open with the the most relevant of the questions, which I know of one. I I, I had I had that to thought too. I had originally, you know, I'd said one will be the opening question, but I also it's 27, and there were some really fucking good ones. So, mm. 
Uh, but you I think, can always keep some of these for next time as well. I, I kind of like that idea too. I did. Uh, I think we're both kind of in agreement here that Phil's question is pretty, pretty great, yeah. and it's on sort of the timeline topic because we are coming up to Thanksgiving. Uh, so Phil asks, "We've got Halloween movies. We've got Christmas movies. Why aren't there any Thanksgiving movies?" I mean, yeah, there's a few, but any list of Thanksgiving movies you look up are mostly just tangentially related to the holiday. What's your favorite Thanksgiving movie? Is it not just Planes, Trains, and Automobiles? So I believe there's three. There's Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. There's Probably a Charlie Brown. Well, I mean, I guess if that's... Okay, I'm glad you don't count those either. Yeah. I don't count... No, fuck those, man. Uh, Somebody's going to come at me with a pitchfork, and I don't give a fuck. <laughs> they'll have to come through me, too. Even though I st- Fuck, man. <laughs> I'm really not... I'm, I'm, I'm very nihilistic on Snoopy. I, I wouldn't even say nihilistic. I don't know. I just don't, I don't have any care, I'm just really. nonplussed by his whole yeah. bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck that <laughs> shit. No. Uh, but for real, there's... Planes, Trains, Automobiles. There's a movie called Dutch with uh, Ed O'Neill or Al Bundy. Al Bundy. And then there's a third one that's also a travel that I have seen as well. Um, fuck. It's also due like date? a comedy. No, it can't is be it, due date. No, it's not no, due it's date. No, it's not due date. But like it is in that vein. Uh, what is it? I had this list memorized. There's also a shitty grindhouse flick called Thanks Killing, but oh, oh Son in Law, Son in Law is a Thanksgiving movie. Who's in that? That's fucking Polly Shore. Oh, have you never seen Son in Law? No, actually, I have a feeling it's being added to a list. It might so, be somewhere. somewhere it's being added. Here's the thing: <laughs> I think Son in Law is actually a good movie, though it has a plot. It's the only. Can be classified as like one of the only good Polly Shore movies. The only other one I would is uh, Encino Man, and I don't. That's not really okay. a Polly Shore movie. That's He's the one just, with Brendan Fraser, uh huh, and yeah. Sean Sean uh, Astin from Lord of the Rings fame. <laughs> from Goonies fame, you piece of shit. <laughs> you take that back. <laughs> it's crazy, and also Stranger Things, and also Rudy, and also Fifty First Dates. Congratulations, Phil. You just signed yourself up for stepsons or whatever. Uh, you know, if if Phil came on for son-in-law, I would greatly enjoy that, I think. <laughs> it's you also, know, I, it's greatly, I greatly enjoy anything Phil's on. I know, I do too. I love Full Phil. Full stop. And that's what, uh, spoiler alert, people, Action Movie December's coming up, and you know who comes back for those every year. Actually, we, we have... should probably start planning that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'll do that after tonight's episode. Uh, I know we got Phil on for his uh, Van Damme choice, and I know we've got one more Die Hard movie at least with Michael and Ryan. And and it's the last one, which I'm fairly certain is pretty bad. But I'd heard about that the last one we watched, and I really enjoyed it. So Die Hard with a Vengeance wasn't good. I'm sure it's not. But no, isn't that the one that we just watched last year? No, we watched Live Free or Die Harder. Yeah, yeah. That's the one that Michael sent me the wrong audio. <laughs> I'll never forget that. I went to edit the episode. And I'm like, why can't I get Michael's oh. audio to line yeah, up? Yeah, he sent you and the he previous. He had sent me the previous years. 
that's right. That's hilarious. And, and because it's only his voice, I had no idea he was like responding to Ryan. Yeah. And I was like, what the f- <laughs> Why can't I line up his audio? That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, so funny. I do remember that now too because it was like two days later and <laughs> you finally were like, oh, Michael, I need this audio. You sent me the wrong one. He's like, my bad, dude. That was good stuff. That's really good shit. But yeah, son-in-law. Oh. So as you've never seen son-in-law? I haven't. Okay. I've only seen Encino Man and um, Bio whatever. Biodome? Biodome. Have we watched Biodome? And whatever episode of Workaholics he's on. Oh, yeah. It's a good episode of Workaholics. <laughs> when he's in the glass uh-huh. box, right? With uh, Dane Cook and Liam yeah. Hemsworth. Yep. It's, that's a good episode. That's when they're the that wolves of episode. Rancho Cucamonga. They become the yeah. sales guys. <laughs> I love that whole series, man. Workaholics that is That series so is awesome. Uh, but Those uh, guys are awesome. Adam so I guess Libby, er, the second Divine. half of Phil's question, what what is your favorite Thanksgiving movie? Uh, it is not Son-in-Law. <laughs> and it's not Dutch. So, I mean. So that leaves one. It's got to be think, Planes, It's I think it's everybody's go-to. Uh-huh. How get like Steve Martin, John Candy, like that's just the absolute perfect pairing, and it's a perfect movie. Mm-hmm. Like I don't even mind that they redid it with Due Date. It's literally the same exact movie, sure. and Due Date's still funny like, too. And that's fine. It is a fine movie. It is enjoyable. Um, but Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, it's just like the whole Simpsons did it first. Sure, that did, movie's so good. Did you see? Uh... I sent in one of the group chats that there's a 4K remaster coming out. I didn't see that. There's a 4K remaster coming out with included deleted scenes. No way. They're they're adding a shit ton ton of stuff back to the movie. So it's going to be crazy, dude. I'm super hype. I am excited. How, How was this not done, I don't know, before Thanksgiving? I think it actually is. I think it might actually be out now, to be honest with you. Oh, is it out? Yeah. Hell yeah. Um... Maybe I wait till Friday, get that on Black Friday sale uh, or hit up the mountain. But yeah, it's it's planes, trains. It's it's a great flick. Although I would uh I know that you have definitely never seen Dutch. I've never even heard of Dutch. It didn't do very well, but I remember seeing it a lot. When did that come out? It was back when Married with Children was a thing. Ooh. So it was yeah, like that's going back a minute. It was mid early to mid 90s maybe 93 94 it's really Hmm. it's not the great so i mean of course uh ed o'neill plays a blue collar worker who actually is owns a business and he marries some chick that has a stepson and he agrees to drive to chicago to pick him up from his preppy boarding school and drive him back for thanksgiving and of course this is dutch or son-in-law this is dutch son-in-law's different son-in-law uh Polly shore is a college student and this young farm girl from nebraska goes to college and goes a little bit crazy and Polly shore lives on her floor and he like you know helps her like find herself and then he's gonna eat a hungry man by himself in his dorm because he doesn't have a family so she brings him back to the farm for thanksgiving oh this is adorable it's dude it's a really fucking good dude. movie people will sh- it's a fucking awesome movie it's like the man. it's a really Let's watch it, man, for real. Phil, if you want to be on for that episode, let us know. I'll hit him up. See if he wants to come on early for son-in-law. We'll we'll get something set up. But 
Uh, Shani, what do we, you want to pick another one of these and then we'll maybe sit on the rest of them? Or do you want to get into the movie? I um, I mean, I really like the idea of, you know, we could put this, okay. Uh, because I know what Brian asked, I, I am not prepared to answer that question at all. Okay, fair currently. enough. We can sit on um, Brian's and come back. And I feel like Brian's, one. yeah, Brian's is much like Phil's where you actually have to like talk it through and sure. think about it. I like Mike's Mike Lanham's uh, question of, have you ever been as openly addicted to anything non-drug as Yuri is to Marvel Snap? Yeah. Uh, our good friend Yuri um, in many of the group chats, uh, one of the group chats has turned into exclusively Marvel <laughs> Snap, which I don't mind nearly as much as when it was just Wordle every day. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. That pissed me off, yeah. dude. Like, that triggered me like something unhealthy. <laughs> like, that shouldn't have upset me as much as it did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't but, mind, but this... I didn't follow it. But yeah, I could see it. Yeah, it was. Dude, it's like, I no know, matter where I you know. went, at least with Marvel Snap, you don't see it everywhere. Yeah. And, and so I don't enough. mind it. It's contained. Yeah. It's contained. It's not everybody <laughs> also talking about it. Also, Marvel Snap's pretty great everybody should download it and you it know, is i'm glad it's fixed for you by the way yeah honestly it was one of those i didn't mind it when i played it and i had d- deleted it from my phone for a good couple of days um because i i lost actually a lot of progress because i didn't realize i wasn't leveling up at all my game was all glitched out so i did end up re-downloading it because you guys were just talking about it and dude i'm like a level I'm card level like 60 already. It happens like fast, man. It gets addicting, dude. It's Yeah. Yuri is not wrong. Uh, I I didn't expect to like it. I was just like, all right, all these guys are playing it. And, you know, I love the boys. I want to be involved yeah. with the boys. So I was like, fuck it. It's free. I'll try it out. Really addicting. So. Yeah. A lot more and fun than I thought. It doesn't shovel at you to buy stuff or nope. anything, which is great. And, like, I've made basic changes to the og original deck mm-hmm. and i have built a second deck and this is up my alley because it's kind of like strategic magic which is a weird thing to say uh but dude i've only lost like two games total so it is super addictive i don't even know if i'm playing real people at this point if i am some some people playing this game are mad dumb <laughs> i think some are bots as you get higher i believe it is people or at least like i think what it also does is maybe like knows how you play and then sort of puts you as a bot out there like how i think or maybe just with your deck i'm not 100 percent sure but remember this afternoon when i sent the whole so right now there's an area that will anything you play there destroys it and so i'm like yeah i'm just using this easy put nightcrawler down and move them over because half the people didn't change their decks to be able to play with that. So I get a free point no matter what, a free cap. It took like 10 games for me to see somebody else do something like that. I'm like, man, I feel like people are just either I'm playing against bots or people are just real bad. Yeah, some I, there's weird ones too. Like, I don't know. Strategies are fun. What I like about, number one, quick games, dog. Every Marvel yeah. Snap game is over in like two minutes, I think. Two or three. Mm-hmm. They go fast which is fantastic. And it's also like there are you have three places you can play a card. Yep. And every game there's like way more than three types that can be there. So you can get all these crazy different combinations. So it's also one of those yeah. things where 
no game ever is played the same every way. Yeah. Because it's... Well, that's a lie. Because I've definitely had the same, <laughs> the but, same game multiple times. <laughs> that you, but did your opponent play the same cards on the same? Nope. That's what I'm. Nope. Playing. It's not the yep. same game. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> not gonna lie, that probably sounded really bad to our audio listeners. Mm-hmm. But Kyle was definitely not making fun of anybody. <laughs> I, I, that was my impression of Justin Long and Tusk after he's transformed <laughs> into Mister Tusk. <laughs> He wants a fish. Nice. <laughs> nice. Okay, so have you ever been as openly addicted to anything non-drug as Yuri is to Marvel Snap? It's like, I mean, yes, early days of like Halo 2 multiplayer, like I couldn't get enough Halo stuff. I was I wanted all that shit. Um and I played it for hours at any chance. Uh, I mean, at certain points, even recently, you could probably say the same about Destiny 2, because I put a Mm -hmm. shitload of time into that game still, so those things. Also, obviously, of course, really golf this year and last year, crazy into golf now, so I'd say for sure. Uh, I've got my addictions. It's also the curse of the ADHD, the uh, hyper-focus, and the burnout, so... yep. The, the trick is to avoid burnout as long as possible. I do that yeah. by, uh, I do a little thing called delayed gratification where I purposely avoid things that I want for a long time because I just want to give in and then I'm just going to dopamine it to death. So, yeah. What about you, buddy? Thankfully- Thankfully, I never exactly dopamine anything to death because I'll just let something ride out literally until I'm just... I'm like, uh, something else has my attention. And then I end up going back to it. Overwatch 2. Dude, I'm level 150 right now, like in that game. I haven't stopped playing that. Play a couple games every day. Dude, blood on the clock tower. For sure. I cannot shut up about that game. I I try to show that to literally everybody. (laughs) Uh, But I love it too because you you have a fantastic little community that you interact with too. And I love that. I love seeing that. Oh, yeah. It's, It's a cool little niche community. And I'm a little jealous, yeah, it's, but I'm happy for you. It is really nice to be part of like a group of, you know, folks that really just connect over something. So I have no problem admitting to that. Just like I, you know, I have been drawn to so many people due to wrestling. Like mm-hmm. I am so openly addicted to wrestling. Like it's not even funny. And that's okay. Like I listen to nothing but wrestling podcasts and I watch wrestling Every Wednesday, we watched it last night. I was gonna, love the fuck out of wrestling. How did you uh, feel about my uh, timely and relevant response to Zeus's cage match quote? Uh, I must have missed it. What did you? You, you, you said something it. about. I posted the pic of Mark Henry when the glass broke early. Oh, yes. <laughs> right, that I was got good. it. That was on point. That was good. I'm, I'm learning, Sean. You know what I did was I looked at it and I laughed. And then in my head, I went, how does Kyle know that? Because <laughs> Kyle's learning, bro. <laughs> Dude, that was great. That was super good. Um, that And then I'll have ones that I'm like super obsessed with in the time, whether yep. it be Vampire Survivors. I didn't shut up about Elden Ring for a stupid mm-hmm. amount of time. Um, man, what was the recent one? I don't know. I'm, I'm pretty addicted to Gloomhaven currently. But... Uh, 
yeah, like you said, it's the ADHD of just like when you be when you start to like something, you obsess about mm-hmm. it and you want to learn everything about it. Mm-hmm. Or if you just like like you also said the dopamine factor, there's just some things that really get you and want to get you coming back and make you only want to talk about it. Mm-hmm. And for those of us that don't get regular dopamine, when you get it, you take it. So, yeah. Yep. It's, uh... Absolutely. That's a good question cuz I also think that it is if you enjoy something a lot, I think it is completely healthy for you to op- be open about it. Talk mm-hmm. about it because you never know who else likes it. Like I never talked about wrestling for the longest time because I was like embarrassed that I like wrestling. I don't give a fuck anymore. That's like I will one. talk about it all the time because, hey, if you're going to judge me for liking wrestling, cool. I honestly don't, don't care. And I also don't want to associate that, with you. Like, Yeah. And the flip side of it is if you do like wrestling, awesome. I'm someone you can talk to about it. Mm-hmm. And if you're not open about these things that you like, you'll never find that. That's that's the Sean lesson of the week brought to you by Mike. Brought to you by Mike making fun of Yuri. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> it's healthy. It is healthy. <laughs> God damn it. Just you keep know, word a lot of it. You know what's not healthy, Sean? Uh, dying? On a train. <laughs> Yo, this movie was a banger. Right? I All right, so number 1, do you like it better or worse than Death on the Nile? I liked it. Um, there was parts that I liked in this that were better than Death Murder on the Nile, Death on the Nile and things on Death on the Nile that I liked more than Murder on the Orient Express, mm-hmm. but I think overall Overall, I liked this movie better. I liked the ending of Nile better than this God one. God damn it, that's overall, the same liked... thing with me too, brody. Yeah. The ending of Nile was better than this, but yeah. this was an overall better movie. I'll be honest, the ending of this is a big fart. Yep, I felt the Real exact big same fart. thing. And I was, oh, man, I felt like it was, okay. Man, I thought it was clever how everything tied together, but it also felt like the world's biggest cop out. Yes, it it's it's makes you feel cheap, and it's just. Here's the other part that I I don't want to say I found funny, but mm-hmm. in an age when you hear about so many children being killed on a daily basis now. The fact that this one did the, like, is, I don't know what it is, but it's sad. (laughs) This is definitely, um, wait, when did Agatha Christie write these? Like a long time ago in the, well, not that long, but like the 18, 1930s. Okay, so this is before the Lindenberg baby. Maybe around the same time. Let's see. When was Agatha Christie alive? Because, I mean, you go, I th- it, they had train, they had electricity, so. Because I think the Lindenberg baby or Hindenburg, whatever it is, is like the 1920s or 30s. But that's what this had me thinking about the whole time was, you know, that whole upward. And so I do get it. Like, I do think that, you know, if it is a well-to-do family and this becomes a big case that it would have this far reaching of a thing. But the, I don't know. 
everything about something like this is completely circumstantial, but to have so many people involved that would be involved in this one killing of this one person because it was so far reaching into all of their lives. Right. It's it's kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. Especially when also you learn that the countess and that Duke dude or whatever the fuck his name was. Uh count the yeah. count and countess. What the fuck are they like, even doing? <laughs> Which were the most random people in this movie who, like, don't even... He beats up a couple of photographers at the beginning of the movie, and then they disappear for the next hour and 15 And then minutes. suddenly... And I was like, oh, yeah, these people? Right? I forgot about that. Until they were talking about the luggage, and they're like, yeah, the Count and Countess don't let anybody into the bags. I'm like, those are people in this movie! I forgot! It was terrible. Yeah, it... it so... A, Man, it sounds like we're tearing this apart. Like, it is legitimately a good movie. Yes. But by the end of it, when they're like, hey, surprise. Also, spoilers. Everybody watch this movie, obviously. We spoil everything. Um, by the end, when they're like, surprise, everybody had a part in this. <laughs> it felt like it was a shot to your your intelligence. Yeah. Because there was no way for you to have known that it was going to lead this way. Outside of the fact that everybody seemed to have a reason to do it because it was all tied to these Armstrong, the Armstrong baby murder, um, then it's just like, oh, well, you should have known because everybody seemed like they could have done it. Surprise, they did. Yeah, it's... I guess it's a cop-out, man. It was... And a movie where you want to solve the who done it, and then there's... It's uh, all done it. Yeah. It takes a little bit out of it. It's not as And fun. also, Perot is a uh, accessory to murder. To a degree, yeah. He just lets everybody off because... He... Yeah. I disagree with the that part of this movie so much. I could not believe... Like I was ready, like I was ready to feel good about it if he got off it, and he felt so bad that all of them were about to be arrested. But also, that's the way it's got to be. But instead, he lets all of these people that just murdered somebody on a train get away with it, mm-hmm. and say that somebody just broke into the train. What? <laughs> and it's <sighs> I get I like it's dude. There are way. Bigger, worse, actual living scumbags than Johnny Depp in this movie. Mm, Cassetti's pretty much a piece of shit. Very much so. <laughs> I'm just saying there are real life way bigger pieces of shit and people don't murder them. Yeah. You know? like Or get away with it. Yeah. Or get away. Even if they... Although there is famously a story. I think it was in Georgia. There was this huge... The whole town. T- the whole town killed this guy. Yep. And yep. nobody was ever arrested because he was such an asshole. Literally, everyone had a motive, and nobody admitted I know exactly to anything. What you're talking about? Yeah, it's wild, right? You know what's crazy is I think almost everybody listening to this episode knows what you're talking mm-hmm. about. Like, I think we've all we all had to have found that article somewhere online and just read it. It's one of those that just you can't not read it. This, yeah. The pr- Headline, man is such an asshole, entire town kills him, no one is arrested. I want to read that fucking story. I'm clicking on that. <laughs> right, dude? I got to know more. Oh, man. That, like, that what? feels like a cracked article that just happened to be real. <laughs> it does or, feel like or a cracked Or an article. onion. What, uh, yeah. what do you think that guy did, man? Like, 
I'm not- oh, he absolutely, he would go, he like beat his wife. He would go around, he would just treat everybody like shit. He would like go to restaurants and like throw food at, like, okay, maybe la- that last one was, <laughs> Yo, local man starts food fight, gets killed by town, you know? But I think it was like a lot of domestic violence and like just being a shitbag to his neighbors. I think he was also like uh, a town drunk too, and he just would walk yeah. around town drunk and harass people and probably try to get in fights, although I don't know, man. Man sings off key for six hours straight, gets murdered by town. <laughs> I'll do it. That'll, that'll fucking do it. And also, it was it was back in the time, you know, people didn't have as many TV channels. There's People get bored, man. They get violent. That's the long and the short of it. <laughs> like you would do on a train. Mm-hmm. In the snow. When you got so, snowed in. Yeah, man, I did... It was weird knowing that this was from 2017, and like I said last week, one of the things that I enjoyed about uh, Death on the Nile was the aesthetic mm-hmm. and how everything looked and how like saturated everything was. Yeah, This was obviously very much so in the opposite direction of a lot of the cool tones and all of the blues, and you know, it definitely, just looking at it made me cold. Yeah. I think I actually grabbed my heated blanket and just like laid on the couch and finished this movie. Um, but it was, it really brought you into the scene. It was really done well done in that. And even like some of the scenes where the train was coming by, uh, going by some of it did look cheesy, but I still thought it looked relatively good. Yeah. The acting in this movie is killer, dude. Yes. So, I mean, that's one thing where it totally excels is this ensemble cast is just killers, dude. Incredible. All out bangers. You want to list mm-hmm. them? Who we got here, buddy? Yo, we got Penelope Cruz. Mm. We got Josh Gad. God, just Johnny crushing. Yeah, uh, who I saw and I just immediately was thinking of different characters every time he popped up on the <laughs> screen. Yeah. He did an absolutely killer job. Johnny of Depp. Of course. You've got Michelle Pfeiffer. Man. You've got Michelle Pfeiffer. Daisy Ridley. Daisy Ridley is just, oh, yep. crushes it, dude. Yeah, and then you've got... Leslie Odom Jr., mm-hmm. Hamilton fame, folks. Uh, who else do we have? Uh, Willem Dafoe. You have. <laughs> did we forget Willem Judith Dafoe? Dench. The Dame Judy Dench. Mm. Yeah. Just, yeah, for real. And like you said, compared to Death on the Nile, I think there's a lot more actual set work here. It doesn't feel as green screeny. There's definitely a lot That's of shots fair. in Death where. It, they're like coming down, swooping on cranes, and you can tell it's just them standing on a green screen platform, and then they're on a boat. Mm-hmm. Though to be fair, all of this could have been could have been shot in like four different rooms mm-hmm. total. Yeah, you know, considering it's just on on. This is a very small train. That is one of the there, things that I noticed. Like four as carts, right? Four yeah. carts. Yeah, one of the things that popped out as soon as I saw it, you know, coming out of the station, I was like, "Damn, that's a small train." Um, but you also got, you know, Bucks back. Well, not even back. He <laughs> hasn't first done time. anything shitty yet. Yeah, hasn't done anything shitty yet. Uh, dude's, dude is kind of a shitty dude. I really wish that I saw this before Death on the Nile. I really, I actually liked Book here. I liked his carefreeness a lot. I like mm-hmm. when he's he first meets Poirot and he's like, she's a hooker. And he's like, I know. Mm. That was great. Uh, uh, sorry, go, what were you going to say? 
No, I was just going to say, uh, I liked how uh, Perot kept correcting everybody on the pronunciation of his name uh-huh. because you did that very specifically last week when we were talking about it and I didn't pick up on it, but it happened so many times in this movie that, uh, that I was glad to have seen it. And I, I, again, wish I saw this prior to recording last week. So I would have gotten a couple of things that you had done. Well, I'm, also, I'm, I'm not correcting you. I want to, I just like accents. That's from the movie. I know. Yeah. And I, I just like to, I like accents and Hercule Perot is a very fun name to say. And, uh, yeah. I, even when I'm watching it this time, every time they'd say it, I was sitting on the couch and I'd go, Poirot. <laughs> <laughs> so Hercules over here, Hercule. 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 <laughs> Hercule. Oh man. He's uh So this Yeah. This is an outstanding cast. So obviously you already know what happens. Somebody dies on the train. Johnny Depp's character, Cassetti, complete shitbag. Complete shitbag is found dead in his cabin. Uh he tried to get everybody to protect him. Um and you know, from there, an investigation starts, and it goes like any detective movie that you would imagine. Perot's going from person to person. Interview, 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 brings back different information, interview, finds evidence. It's a lot like playing like a Professor Layton or a a Phoenix Wright game. Like if you haven't seen a movie like these and you have played a game like that, this is exactly how it goes through. But with this star-studded cast, every interview is just outstanding. It is so well done and everybody is such a unique character Mm -hmm. that also I think that lends to just the disappointment of the ending because everybody's so dynamic the fact that it comes down to everybody at the end is just working together as this one entity kind of takes away from the character but oh man man there is an incredible scene we'll get to it when we talk about favorite characters okay but uh Actually, I won't forget. I won't forget. I just said that out loud, so I wouldn't forget. I won't forget. Uh, we have, uh, like you said, an eccentric cast of characters that are actually all, all coincidentally tied in. That's my other big complaint about the. It's it has to be so coincidental that everything happens perfectly for this to go. It's it's what it's so far fetched. It's like uh, it it takes it out of the realm of believability when it is. For some reason, this entire cast of characters working together. It's like the people that think 9-11 is an inside job. And it's like, dude, everything fucking leaks. Nothing nothing could be happened on that scale that somebody didn't say shit somewhere. Like, there's just mm-hmm. the fa- all the cohesiveness and all the perfect... It's like a, a Rube Goldberg machine, you know? If, yeah. one, if one marble goes the wrong way, the whole thing's fucked. And yep. it just eh, takes a little bit out of it for me, so... Yeah, I did like how they tried to explain how some of the things like the train being avalanched on did throw an inconvenience into a lot of what was going and on. And they adapted on the fly, and that th- yeah. And this was something that was supposed to happen more seamlessly. Uh, I did appreciate that, but I completely get what you mean. Like, they literally had to have everything booked perfectly, have, like, everybody had a part that had to be played perfectly. Yep. And that's what, like 11 different people that had to work perfectly for this to work. And you also now have a detective on board, which screws everything up. 
Yeah, the greatest, the world's least humble. I do like detective. that too. He is. A, I'm the world's greatest detective. They tell me this. <laughs> I also just realized, yeah. I, just, I fucking love him so much. I do, and I'm just realizing. I believe Jean Claude Van Damme is also Belgian, and they have the same accent. Yes. So can confirm. Wow, Phil, let us know. Uh, I was going to let say, us know. Are they actually neighbors? They might be. Jean Claude <laughs> Poirot. <laughs> and Kenneth Branham, Branagh. Is it Kenneth? Yeah, it is There's Kenneth no Branagh. Um, yeah, but no book. Uh, another thing I liked about book was his because like it's his dad's train and like he runs it. Like when things go wrong, I love like people are telling him what to do and he just confidently he's like no because we're already <laughs> three hours late. The moment we were an hour late, they've already dispatched a cleanup crew. I expect them here within five hours. We're going to just sit here. I suggest you have a drink. And it's great. And then they do show up. Yeah. And uh, like even getting Perot onto the train and he's having a conversation with someone that's like, this is completely oh, yeah. full. And he wouldn't stop. Nope. And he's just like, well, is everybody here? No, this person hasn't. Then they forfeited. Wait, uh, it expressly says if they are not here 45 minutes before, they have forfeit their thing. I love it. It was, oh. it was great. And the fact that he knows his rules and regulations so well that he's going to yes. do that. It's, it, it gives Book more competence than lies yes. on. And it's, it's a nice touch. And that's just another fact that I really fucking hate what they did to him in Death on the Nile. That is completely fair. He is... Even though he is not a super likable character and he seems like kind of a little ratty dude, he is competent in everything that he does yeah. in this movie. Yeah. Even though, like, you don't think he is, if you pay attention, you realize how smart and good at what he is, or good at what he does he is. And that's why, I mean, the other reason he has, like, he was the only one with a private cabin, so Poirot knows it wasn't him. So he also brings mm -hmm. him in to help out. And, like, it does show his competence, which is why, like, it establishes him using him in uh, Death on the Nile. I think Death on the Nile explains that good enough that, like, we could follow it not seeing it. So it was yeah. it was good. But, yeah, I, I just don't like what they do with his character by that point. So That's fair. Like like I think we said at the beginning, this is, this is a much better story overall. Mm -hmm. um, whereas in Death on the Nile, I, I just don't think they treated it. All of the characters the best way possible. So, death is sloppier as well, like we said. But yes. I do like that ending better. So, yep, hundred percent. It's just more satisfying, yeah, man. It really is. When, when you have like a death murder mystery like this, and you you can feel clever by the end of it, or feel like you solved something, it's it's instantaneously a better ending. I agree. Like I said, I felt good when I saw that uh, Army Hammer had the handkerchief, and I was like, mm -hmm. oh, he's it's, what's what's going on here? Something's you sneaky boy uh, sneaky but this was fun to like regardless of the ending this was really fun to follow along and follow the clues and see the story unraveling of the armstrong family and how everybody tied into it mm -hmm. that was really cool i did like as you slowly unveiled everything and you're like, well, shit, like anybody could have done this. And everybody has a very strong motive to have wanted it done. Yep. Oh, so I guess, okay. 
So I guess I can't hate on it that much. Like you literally, I have told anyone, anyone and everyone would have killed him. Yeah. <laughs> and like I said, for me, the biggest thing is just like that, the convenience, the, uh, the, the perfect synchronicity of everything happening in luck. It's like a perfectly planned out plan by people that are not professional assassins or they're like a doctor and an actress mm-hmm. and an actress's daughter and yeah. a countess or something like mm-hmm. it's it's weird so who was i think her sister yeah her younger sister um dude that scene where the doctor and mom shoots him in the arm and then when he like has that he st- tries claiming for it so every he would be the only one blamed for it and he you know tries it, taking uh, blame and Poirot's like you didn't do this you were a sharpshooter if you wanted me dead you would have shot me yeah. that was a calculated shot I'm like damn that was so like what a weird call to make after being shot but then one of my favorite scenes is when they get back and everybody when he goes get off the train go to go to the tunnel and they are all just lined up behind a table all of the suspects was one of the coolest visuals I thought in this movie. Yeah, that was ba- that was uh, the Last Supper of Christ. It was the Last Supper. Mm-hmm. That's what it made me think of. And the only thing was... I liked that imagery too, but I expected there to be a Judas, one of them that was the actual killer, and, mm-hmm. and they're all Judas. Yep. So. Yep. Again, I like the imagery. I feel it would have been better if there was some like new get. To the imagery, like a purpose outside of just being like, hey, here's the Last Supper. Get this reference, guys. Again, I stole that. It was a cool ass shot. And yeah, beautiful choice having the lovely Michelle Pfeiffer at the head. Dead center. And I mean, that makes sense because it was all her plan. So she would have the, the Jesus seat. You know, talking about. Imagery. We're talking about this. Uh, and actually, I'm going to get through what I had just alluded to a minute ago that I'd get back to. One of my favorite, actually, my favorite scene of this movie was uh, I even thought this before it was revealed. As I was watching the scene where Defoe's character comes in for his interview, there is, it is very specifically shot in such a way that the camera is looking through a glass cup that refracts Defoe's face into three different shots of him right on the screen. So it's like three very separated images. I was like, wow, that is a cool shot. It would be really cool if it's revealed that he's got like multiple personalities or something like that. And every shot back to him is him broken up into multiple Defoe's. Mm -hmm. And then it does turn out that he's somebody pretending to be somebody pretending to be somebody. I'm the dude pretending to be another dude played by another dude. (laughs) Yes, yes. He's got the Robert Downey Jr. effect. <laughs> but while I was watching that, dude, I was like, man, that would be so clever. And then literally a couple minutes later, I was like, that was the greatest shot that I'm going to see in this movie. That's awesome. Because it was so spot on and just such a foreshadowing of what that character is that I wish that there was a little touch like that for every character in this movie. That would have been – that I think – is the only way for me outside of changing the ending to have elevated this movie higher to just like me looking back and smiling at the story. That would have been really awesome. I don't know how they would have done it, 
But that would have been so awesome. That's really cool too, because I did not notice that at all. That they no that they did the three shots of Defoe and all that. I was just I thought he was a racist ass German. Mm, no, it, it, dude, it was just you know what I'm talking about. Like yeah. if you look at something, and it's just three images of them. Absolutely, yeah. I'm like I kind of and I was like that's a cool style shot. Wonder if sorry yeah I. I kind of want to go back and just watch that scene because I did not see that at all. But it is that exact scene where he does reveal that he is a dude pretending to be a dude played by another dude. I believe yep. he's pretending to be the German racist professor. And then uh, Poirot picks up on that, that he's fake because his accent is wrong. Said Turin wrong. Turin wrong. And those, so then he reveals yep. that he's a Pinkerton agent. Mm-hmm. And then it reveals that He's actually private security. What what was his third reveal? He was going to be the private security for Cassetti. Yeah, but he wasn't. He was just making sure that nothing happened to Cassetti. Oh, okay. So he wasn't, he didn't kill Cassetti. No. He wasn't. Well, yeah, he ends up being a part of it. Actually, I don't recall. I forget what his third one is, Maybe he was. But there is maybe, a third one. Oh, no. He was in love with um, the girl that was framed for the murder That's right. of the baby. The, the maid. Which is uh, who Josh Gad's dad prosecuted. Yes. And that's why he felt and so bad. And he ended bad. up killing himself. Yes. Okay. Now I remember. Yeah. Yep. Man, I am. While you talk, I'm going to find an image from that, from that shot because it is so dope. Um, so we, I guess I'm uh, going to assume then, Sean, since you were coming back to the pin that you put in it, that Willem Dafoe was your favorite character in the movie? Uh, no, no. not at all. Okay. But I, I would have said that he had one of the most interesting characters. Got you. Uh, I'll go ahead while you're still looking, I'll go ahead and jump into my favorite character, which was shocking to me. But looking back, I liked, uh, everything she was a part of. Uh, but that was, uh, Daisy Ridley, I think. Really enjoyed Daisy Ridley. Interesting. In Why? I, I don't know. She's just, she has a vulnerability to her as an actress in certain scenes. I think she gets a lot of shit because she was in the Star Wars movies, and I thought she was great mm-hmm. in those too. Uh, but she has, like I said, a nice vulnerability here. I think she is only one of the few that actually kind of uh, gets the better of Poirot in their little yep. uh, back and forth, and I like that about her too. And I don't know. There's just something about her. And she's got a little sass. I like a character with sass. She's incredibly bright. Yeah. And uh, she really does. She can see through Perot, which I think was very a unique uh, character trait for her. But I do feel like she was a, a little weakened by the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. I think that's when um, Michelle because, Pfeiffer kind of takes over and yeah. she's our lead. But it, she does lose her impact when it becomes like it becomes the ensemble that all killed him. You're right. She just sort of. Yeah. Blends in, but she was so bright in the first and second act, and then just by by this time when he confronts her in the um, in the train cabin when he gets shot in the arm, it just feels like her, her as a strong character fell apart mm-hmm. at that part at that point, and she like crumbled like sand and like admitted everything. It was just weird. It was just weird to me. Yeah, I'll give you that one. What about you, buddy? Who was uh who was your favorite character? I, I was wrong on Willem, so. Um, I'm gonna say 
Uh, I mean, outside of Perot, I feel that is the easy answer. I think I went with him last week. I think, I think Hector McQueen, Josh Gad's character, is actually my favorite character in this movie. He has, he's not a great person. He has a lot of depth. Um, you know, he's a lawyer, but doesn't enjoy being a lawyer. He's a smart person and is just working for a shady dude and just trying to make money. He's got a lot of depth. He's got a background. He's got a great story. And he's just, he plays his character so well. He does. He, he brings I, I, a lot of vulnerability to him. Yes. A lot of vulnerability, a lot of anger, a lot of sensitivity. His emotions are all, all over the place. And there's never a point where you don't feel like any of it isn't justified. Mm-hmm. So I love his character. And I didn't expect right now sitting down to honestly say that Josh Gad's character was my favorite character in a movie. That's wild, right? Yeah. A little weird. Small, uh, little weird. Shout out to the Butler guy too. I really liked him and his nonchalant the about how he just fucking hates, uh, Cassetti, but he's yeah. like, but it's the job, sir. But yeah, he's a piece of shit. <laughs> Dude, I'm dying. I yeah. I don't care what I say anymore. <laughs> also, I really I like that Proro picked up on his cancer. Mm-hmm. Nice again. Yes. Stomach thyroid. It's my damn thyroid. Yeah. Fucking Proro. That's pretty good. Even though, even in that scene, he was he lied. Who the butler? Yeah. Yeah. Now I think about it, because he said that he only went to Boston, hated it, and came back, but he was actually a chauffeur in New York City. Yeah, for the guy. That's what, for before the, the, for the ruse was given up, like, they were all still yeah. going with their their plans at that point, so. And that was another yeah, one. I completely forgot about that. I like that it, there was always just that little bit of it that never sat right with Praro with everybody's stories. Like, he could tell, mm. some, they were lying to him somewhere, somehow. Okay, there is a character in my head that I'm thinking of that I feel like was completely unnecessary to this plot. The, Who do you think I'm thinking of? Are you thinking the handmaiden to the duchess? Uh, no. Because <laughs> I thought she was completely irrelevant to the plot. The one that spoke German with Perot? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, she was, she was pretty unnecessary. She was pretty unnecessary. I, I didn't mind her character, though. Yeah. I didn't mind her being in it, and I think it gave the Duchess more depth. Penelope Cruz's character in this movie oh, was stupid. Oh, yeah. The, the, the and completely worthless. Christian lady? The nanny. Yeah. Yeah, the nanny that, like, passed out. Like I forget that she's even in this movie. Yeah, dude. It's that. She's that little of importance that I, I just wish that she wasn't in it. Yeah. Because every time I saw her, I one, I just didn't like her. She's not sympathetic. Like, she doesn't come across as sympathetic. And also, like, I was just disappointed every time I saw her pop up on my screen. Again, like, I forget she's even in this movie. She's so unimpactful at all. Yeah. So, ah, hmm. yeah, worst character. Get out of here, Penelope Cruz. But you know what? This movie was an experience. And that's what we're all about doing. That's right, is grinding through these experiences, baby. <laughs> so, Kyle, I want to ask you, yeah. on a scale of one to a, I almost said bowl. I just, we talked about Nerdy Thursday earlier. And uh, I almost just right went. Bowl. For, well, yeah, dude. Like, on a scale of one to a bowl, <laughs> how many? Um, man, on a scale of one to mm, 
let's say there's 13 people, give or take like four, I don't know how many people, on a scale of one to 13 red dragon kimonos that you randomly find in your luggage, how many red kimono, red dragon kimonos would you find in your luggage? Planted there by somebody on this train. I'll say pretty confidently and pretty quickly, a solid 10 out of 13. Much like Death on Not the Nile, shab. this is an enjoyable movie throughout. It's, I don't think it's as long. It's what, hour 45? This, dude, this movie's like two hours long. Is it still? Okay. Well, it goes fast, and I think the murder... It's 159 with the credits, okay. so I guess shorter. But with the murder mystery aspect, it keeps you entranced. It keeps you engaged. Uh, unfortunately, we spoiled all of it for you if you haven't seen it uh because up until that point it's very exciting uh trying to figure things out like all murder mystery movies are and uh yeah i highly recommend it though it's a very good very uh, reliable watch again another one that you can watch with the parents think about it coming up for thanksgiving if you're getting together with family aunts uncles weird cousins it's one of those everybody can watch you can't really be offended by any part of it so Go yeah. for it. And also, Johnny Depp is a complete scumbag in this movie. Yeah. And depending on how you feel about the last couple of years, it just feels right mm-hmm. to Could see go- him get marked. You Could know? go either way for you. So, <laughs> uh, I think, all right, I got it, Sean. Well, okay. I've, I've got two, but one will be easier. So, I'll go with that one. Sean. Okay. On a scale of one... To five, four plus a locomotive train cars (laughs) stuck in a snow in the avalanche. How many of those cars, uh, train cars are stuck in the snow with five being the best possible? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All of them are stuck. Great movie. Um, Man, you really nailed it home again on this one like you did last week on Death in the Nile. Uh. This is one of those family movies. I did fuck up last week in saying that this is on like Disney Plus. It was not. I had to rent this. I did too. But, I thought I mean, it was as well, but it, yeah. Well, it popped up, but maybe it is in like other countries. But I mean, I rented it. It cost four bucks for HD. I I don't regret spending four dollars to watch this movie. Same. Um, BFD. Yeah. It's no big deal, especially if you're gonna watch it with friends, family. Uh, significant others. It, it's a fun little light some candles, drink some cider, enjoy a movie uh, kind of flick. I would give this movie, I want to go four and a half carts, but I can't go four and a half carts. I f- feel like that is way too high. I think 90 is way too high. I think 80 is too low. Uh, so, I, so what I'll say is that out of five carts, okay, on, for this train, four of them are going to be thoroughly stuck. And then, like, a wheel on the back of one of these trains is going to be stuck. I'm giving this a, a 4.25. I've got to break up the train. Fair. Four is too low for how I felt. You know, four and a half is too high. Let's go right in the middle there. It, it's I have to make it better than Death on the Nile. I enjoyed it more watching yeah. it. Um, but it's a, it's a damn fun movie. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That, that's it. This it's is- a damn fun. <laughs> that's a very apt way to put it. Outside of that ending, 
And I don't want to shit on it. The ending isn't the worst thing. Like, it's still fine. Like, no. I think we both still rated yeah. this very high. 10 out of 13, I think. Is, yeah. You could, I think that's about 85 as well. That's where I'd put this. Really yeah. good. Yeah. I put perfect. this at 85. So, no. I say check it and out. even, okay, the ending was still good. Mm-hmm. The yes. ending yes. was good. Just a let down. Let's say that. Yes. It's like if you play an amazing game and then the ending isn't perfect mm-hmm. or up to your liking, that's how I'd equate this. Like, it wasn't bad, but it could have been better. And it was really cool how when, like, he gets off the train after becoming an accomplice to murder, piece of shit, he gets off and the first thing that happens is somebody comes up to him and goes, Mr. Perot's on vacation or whatever. And he goes, well, there's been a, a death on the Nile. And I was like, he said the thing! He said the he thing! Said the thing. <laughs> Even though I don't think it was a death on the Nile that got him there. No, because, I mean, we're, when he, in Death on the Nile, the death hasn't happened yet. He's already there. And he's exactly. Already there. So it, it's playing a little bit. I think it's, they're just setting it up that that was going to be the next Yeah, one. they had no yeah. idea what they were doing with the movie, yeah. but I was still like, ah, he said the thing. Yeah, I've was, seen the other one. It was good. I, I enjoyed that too. <laughs> I was like, ah. Oh. And I think I also did the Hell same yeah. thing. I always think of, Peter Griffin at this point when somebody says yes. the name of the thing in the thing. He said the thing. He said the thing. Uh, so what's the plan? Are we are we trying to bang out one more or are we going into uh action movie? Well, it depends if... How's this set up? If we can get Phil on for son-in-law, I say let's do that. Mm-hmm. And if not, okay. we'll just roll into action movie December. I think Historically, last time, what? you and I both picked a movie, and then we had Phil on for a Van Damme, and we've got the Die Hard. I will say, looking at the calendar, depending on when this episode comes out, this is a Sunday. When yeah. it comes out this week, next week's episode is in December. Sure. I got you. Okay. So I'm uh, just saying, uh, Friday is the second. Yes, it is. All right. But uh, depends on when the next episode releases. Yeah. I mean, I could also just turn this one around. Well, you could turn this one around, <laughs> uh, and I could dump it out. But I get what you're saying too. Um, yeah, we'll talk about it more. I off have here, tomorrow but, off, so I can get this to you in the morning. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll talk about that more when we end up here. Um, everybody, you are stuck here for show talk. Yeah, you got to figure <laughs> this out with us, everybody. No. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, we'll figure it out, and uh, in the meantime, the audience can wait with bated breath and eat shit and die. (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck? (laughs) I'm I'm embracing the MGF. I'm going heel. Full heel. Okay. The MGF or MJF? MJF. I just have an accent, and it sounds like I say G. MJF. Mm. MJF. (laughs) It's like people that say guitar. Yeah, or GIF. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or motorcycle. Bye, I everybody. Hate